Hello and welcome to another episode of Drivel, the non-professional, purely amateur, don't know what they're talking about, motoring related podcast to do with anything to do with cars, motoring, driving, anything that you can relate back to a car, hosted by myself, O. And I'm Mo. Don't worry, I was here. I know you guys probably panicked a little bit. I was like, where's Mo on this episode? No, Is it just Mo thinking, talking? Thank God, we're going to be entertained with bullshit for the next 40 minutes. Bullshit about minutes. Rovers, probably. That's all it matters. Listen, I'm still watching that Rover on eBay. When it comes, there's three more that have popped up, actually. Oh, my God, there's, so, more. Mate, there's more. If there. anyone if anyone is selling a Rover, stop selling your Rovers, please. No, no, don't. Please. We need more of them. We need more of them so they can get for them back what? on the road. Because I don't want anoraks that are keeping them under in the garage and not driving them. They need to be driven on the road. But if you're going to send me messages like uh, 8 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday that wake me up to, I might buy a Rover on eBay. I can do without that shit. I'm just letting you know that, look, this is what, this is what we could get. Have you heard, of the, song, whole have you heard of the song it? Easy? I'll do a Commodores. week of podcasts on it, special easy, editions. Easy like a Sunday morning. That's yeah. how I like my Sunday mornings. I don't like them filled with fright. Woke up easy, checked the UA, saw that on there, bid it on it, easy like Sunday morning in bed still. Oh, awful, Chilling. awful. You bid, on, you bid on it, but you weren't successful. No, no, it's still there. It's still there. It's still going. Okay. Still so, but there's a few more that are going, coming up as well. If, if, anyone, so fingers if, crossed. if anyone sees a, uh, a Rover 220 Turbo on eBay um, that is still alive in auction, please outbid. Oh, I, could, I couldn't. I don't oh, think happily. I could listen, it. buy it. Bid on it. You don't have to just, just bid on it. Buy it. Yeah, that's fine. Somebody else can buy it. Yeah. As long as they don't have to sit and talk. As long as they don't have to sit here listening to them talk about it. And then they can class themselves as a true petrol head. As we know, you are not. A, you don't have a Rover. I'd, B, you've had a whole influx of shitty voxels. And actually, going back to last week about your being having so many voxels and being a petrol head, which you said you're not, you've had every voxel there is. But so, you didn't know about... The Voxel Vectra VXR. Because it's a Voxel Vectra for fuck's sake. You've had every other Voxel about. (laughs) Okay. I But you didn't get the only semi kind of half decent one that people might look at. It's not just me. It's the people in my immediate family who are also afflicted with this, I don't know, mental mental issue. Yes, in my my immediate family. So it's not just me. Of which you are part of. Of course, I know. I'm a part of it. And you're the petrol head in the family. So-called petrol head in the family. I am the petrol head in the family, but why would that mean that I I knew of the existence of the Vectra VXR? It was a pretty forgettable car. Because you're a Voxel fanboy. It was a pretty forgettable car. You had a VX220, for God's sake. What I'm most shocked about is that you knew of the Vectra VXR. Just proves the fact that I'm a petrol head. No, no, no. What it does prove is that whilst you ripped me last Last week about the string of voxels that I'd owned, driven, and had been fami- uh, associated with in my past. You secretly are also a chav. That's what it tells yourself. me. Listen, when retro, when voxel launched something like a VXR, you're gonna notice. You're gonna know about it because it's like the first thing. Then it was in that blue color. Yeah, but so you 15 know, so years you know later, it. it's okay to forget about it. And you didn't. You didn't forget. You hadn't forgotten about it. No, but it. I hadn't there, forgotten is, to prove a point that you're it, not a true retrohead. head. Is it because the poster is still on your bedroom? Wall? Hey, no, it's not. It's folded up somewhere. But it was to prove that you're still <laughs> it's you're in not the garage a now. Head, you see? <laughs> it's to prove you're not a true petrolhead and you're not a true voxel fanboy. But going back to the point of the show, which was we are petrol heads. We are regular petrol heads, but we're not anything more than that. We, we certainly aren't, aren't anymore. We than aren't that. professionals. No, no, we're not professionals. We're not motoring journalists. We're not trained journalists in any way. We're not professional presenters, even though I think our, our, our presentation skills have come on massively. I know yeah, I just completely yeah. fucked up saying that yeah, and I yeah, stuttered yeah. about it seven times. But honestly, our presentation skills have come on leaps and bounds yeah. since we started this, uh, this uh, podcast. Um, so, uh, yeah, but we're not professional, despite how we no. may sound. Uh, no. We're just fooling you into thinking that we might be, but we're not. We're, just, we're not professional, we're just natural. Yeah, we, <laughs> Naturals. Like we, we aren't professionals, we're just natural. Yeah. Um, right. What that does mean, no, 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 what, what do you mean right? You say right, so we're going to move into the show. Well, yeah, that's the whole point of saying this, that's what we're here for. No, we've we got to do the disclaimer. Oh, 
This happens every week, right? I say we're going to do the disclaimer. You put your head in your hands. You're disgusted by it. But I, I, why do I have to explain this to you? We might okay. get... Actually, Listen, no, no, I, we you might. know what? I've got a better version of the disclaimer. What? what? Okay. Don't listen to Mo. Listen to me. There you go. <laughs> That's worse. Job done. That's worse. Instead That's of going through the whole spiel again and again and again. I'll keep it quick. If you don't interrupt me, it's quicker. Get on with it. Right. So we may have some new listeners to the show. And if you're new and you're new here, we've as we Go back, you, start from episode one. You'll yeah. get the disclaimer in one, two, three, four, five. But they're not going to stop listening to this episode and then go back and listen to one and then eventually come back to episode seven, which is where we're at today. Seven episodes. Can you you said you're going to be quick. Hurry up. I was going to be quick and you interrupted get on with me. It. Okay, I will get on. on with it. If you're new here, we aren't professionals. We don't really know what we're talking about. This is effectively about an hour-long rant and observations about the car world and, and motoring and, 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 and all the stuff related to it. Uh, what you should do is you should listen. Uh, you should be entertained. You should laugh, either with us or at us. Not fussy, to be honest with then you. Then switch it off and forget about it. Um, no, listen all the way through to the end. Uh, you should rate and review us. And yep. thank you to everybody who's doing that. Thank you yep. to everybody who is uh, sharing the love, telling their friends and family about it, getting us uh, the the... The, the growth in the listeners that we're starting to see uh, is brilliant. Everyone who's interacting with us on our socials, everyone who's getting in contact with us, giving us feedback, whether that be good or bad, uh, absolutely, that that's great. And thank you very much for that. Um, but yeah, so you should listen to the show. You should enjoy the show. You should laugh. Uh, and then you should go and do all of that stuff. But what you should not do is take anything that we say in this show as advice. And if you do and you act upon it and something goes wrong, that is entirely, unfortunately, your own fault. Or don't take it as fact. If you want to follow well, it, it's not follow fact. It, but it's definitely not fact. Uh, yeah. uh, I mean, the other disclaimer should be that warning, facts may be uh, made up. Facts won't be facts. And actually, if O gives you a statistic, <laughs> it is definitely, <laughs> definitely made up. 100%. But that is a calculated statistic. It's calculated from where? From me. I've calculated it. But you, that's not how they work. Yes, we, we generalize in this. In, in this podcast, we generalize. We don't specify it. So then you generalize, right? Yeah, I know. But if you generalize, you normally would generalize. You can't generalize and then say 62% of all X, Y, and Z. Generally, 62%. <laughs> yeah, but if he, if, he, if he gives you a, a percentage of some kind, uh, ignore it because it's definitely not going to be factual in any way. And if you think for a moment that he may have researched it, I know last week... I approved last week I do my research. With that, that was a one-off. No, it wasn't. I've got more. You did run out of research. Halfway no, through I your did. research, you ran out. But of I research. didn't run out of research. Us. I ran out of being bothered to do it. Yeah, exactly. There, there we go. So I, I think you're all researched out for a little while. Okay. Right. Are you done now? Because I've got a shout out to do. You got a shout out? Yes. Who are we shouting out? I need to shout out Honda for listening to us. Honda listened. Honda listened to us. Remember last week or the week no. before? Yes, they did. They, and admittedly, they haven't given us any credit on it, but they listened to us. How do you know they listened to us? I know because Honda, you know we were talking about how we hate hate the new modern stuff like touchscreens and everything's touchscreen, and now like on cars even heater controls and stuff like that going to touchscreens. Well, Honda have announced that they are taking away the heating controls from touchscreen and replacing it with actual buttons and knobs. And their argument is it's safer for people to do that. Because so they're basically. Listened and to what they we listened said to on our the podcast. podcast. Yeah. Then they followed our advice. Yeah. And then they acted on our and advice. And they acted on our advice. So Honda. Now you can't get a bigger like. I don't know. Yeah. I mean endorsement that, than that. It's a great endorsement, but it's also quite disappointing. Honda right. at the beginning of every episode, and I do it for listeners like you. I do the disclaimer: if something goes wrong, Honda. I told you. I've said to listen to Honda. Listen to us. So everyone else can listen to us. No, they so, can't. so your disclaimer is out of the water, and I don't want to hear it again. Honda. If something goes wrong, you can't blame us, yeah? If somebody has a massive accident, uh, God forbid, and something really bad happens to them because they're changing the heater controls in their car that are now knobs and, uh, rather than touchscreen, you can't blame Mo and O. It and wasn't our fault. And Toyota liked my Yaris. 
Toyota did like they your did, Yaris. They did, didn't they? Yes, yeah. Toyota like and they Yaris. slid into the DMs. They slid into the DMs, yes. Thank so you. Honda and Toyota are fanboys of podcasts. Exactly. So Some podcasts of drivel. We're not some, the only podcast. No, yeah, of drivel. So some of what we say makes sense actually, and people listen to it. They do, yeah. Nice. I like that. That's a good shout. Yeah. Out. A little bit of surprise for me as well. I was not expecting it. There you go. See, I was expecting you to shout research. out another one of your mate's businesses, like uh, Reading. Oh, actually, Cost I forgot. I forgot to shout. I've only done it once, and he's sponsoring us. I forgot to shout out Reading Low Cost Garage. You can find the number on Google, and if you're in the area, I don't know it off by heart. <laughs> great, Wait, great, great sponsorship. Uh, great advertising for our sponsorship. Sorry, is he sponsoring us? Are we getting sponsored by sponsoring? What do you mean by sponsoring? Is he just doing a bit of work for you on the side? Yeah, free. Okay, yeah. fine. One of one for half, one half of the Dribble Podcast team is benefiting from. Uh, well, I think you from can come pop down and get stuff done there. I'm sure he'll offer you a discount. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's very, very, very kind of him. Um, speaking of. Um, uh, sponsorship and uh, exchanging money for services. Last week we went on a bit of a recruitment drive, didn't we? You were. Yeah, I'm still. I'm still looking for people to replace you. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're recruiting for a new co-host who can yep. take over for, uh, uh, the, the infamous seat that I currently occupy. Yep. Um, Unless you're going to tell me you've bought a rover. No. Okay. Don't be silly. Fine. No, that that no. that that position of co-host is <laughs> still open. Well truly, truly open. Yeah, it's still open. At the time of recording, it is still open. Um, we were also on the lookout for anybody who could uh, do our kind of production for us and recording. Audio and again, stuff. we weren't yeah. going to pay anybody, by the way. This is just for shits and giggles. Yeah. Uh, so if you're into that kind of thing, hey, let us know. And then uh, the other thing, if we're going to go on a recruitment drive and promise to pay people absolutely nothing other than the occasional sandwich we here and there. We can recruit for whatever we want. We can recruit for whatever we want. I actually want to recruit for someone to take care of our social media because I'm doing a shit job of it. Yeah, it actually is. You ain't got that many followers, have you? We haven't. We haven't got that many you followers. I mean, uh, Facebook is, is kind of in your control and I look after yeah, Instagram. Occasionally we switch them around, but let's be honest, both of yeah, us are pretty crap. It just takes it. too much time and effort. Um, so yeah, this is this is a, uh, a plea. Uh, if anybody out there knows what they're doing with any of that stuff, then please reach out. We won't pay you for your services. We'll just say thank you. you. I don't know, not a lot of followers. At the point of recording, it was well under 100 followers. Uh, but if you know people who might like our content and who want Freaking to follow... Hell, 55 followers on the whole internet. On the whole in, on the whole of the internet. Yeah, we've only got 55. It's pathetic, really. I know it's pathetic, but it's fine. It's okay. If anybody knows anybody who wants to follow an Instagram account that well, barely posts Well, if we've got any stuff, aspirations of making money from this, we're going to need more than 55 followers. Yeah, I know. It's a long-term aspiration. For yeah. now, I'm just enjoying doing this and filling our listeners' ears with dribble. Better not and, give up my day job. No. And, and let's not give up the day job. And, and actually, uh, before we lose any more listeners, because I'm pretty sure we've lost some in the first 10 minutes of, of this thing. Get on with the show. get on the show. Yeah, that's what I tried to do at the start. But then you had to put all your disclaimer crap in. I did. I know. I did. Sorry. Right. Uh, sorry, listeners. So if you are still there, please still be there. Uh, today, I want to talk about Citroen. Oh, boy. Even you couldn't make Citroen interesting. So when I got the call to tell me that I was going to get a Citroen to drive, I was actually quite excited. Genuinely, right? Because in my mind, I started thinking back to some of Citroen's glory days. I'm going to balance this review out later because I actually drove it as well. I know you did. Oh, no, 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 don't worry. Don't worry. It, it's fairly balanced. But I, I imagined like stuff from the heyday, the Citroen AX GT. Citroen Do you remember the Citroen AX GT? They did. They had, you know, and the Saxo VTRs and VTSs. Oh, right? they were. They were fun cars. They were fun, small, They were good, cheap yes. pieces you, of crap you could take around a track. You know your point about hot hatches don't exist anymore? Actually, okay, yes. That's yes, what yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah, they they were, were mildly yeah. warm hatches. Actually, I have written off a few of them around a race track. And they're pretty cool. Exactly. They're pretty cool, right? And then you can go further back into, into Citroen's history. Can we please not talk about the 2CV? 
Uh, no, no, everybody has done that to death. I'm, well, I don't really, I've never driven a two seater. Okay, I don't good. About it. But I was just going to point out models like the Citroen DS. You know, the thing that looked like a spaceship in, in like the 70s. Yeah. Oh, in the 70s, the 70s, DS. 80s? They do a DS. They do a DS range now, which is a spin off of Citroen. Yeah. But they, they claim it's nothing to do with them. But I'm going to come back to that, okay. actually. Thank you. Thank you for that, for spoiling all of my content, all oh. of my research. <laughs> two and a half just, pages of research. You, take, you waffle so much. <laughs> seriously, I don't have the patience. <laughs> To sit here and listen to all your drivel before you get to a point. <laughs> and half the time, there isn't a point there either. <laughs> this, is, this is a podcast talk show. Without you, you we could do? knock this podcast out in 35 minutes. 35 minutes? I reckon, yeah. Well, okay, fine. I'm, I'm not sure. But crack on, right, I'll shut up now. So you, the Citroen DS, work. that was oh. a pretty cool car. So I had images of the Citroen DS. And do you remember the Citroen H-Van? No, I don't. Van? The van, yeah, see? I yeah, big side. Now you talk about something no, interesting. Yeah, the yeah, Citroen yeah. H-Van, it, no, it was a post-war van. It's got a really iconic shape. Oh, really I, wasn't, I wasn't around then. Google the Citroen H-Van. Well, I'll put, I'll put a picture up on our socials oh, at some I'll point do it now anyway. you bore the listeners gone. But yeah, Citroen H-Van. So that's some pretty cool iconic stuff, right? So when I thought, yes, I'm getting a Citroen, I thought I might be getting something cool. I might be getting something interesting. Um, and then I looked into the Citroen's current range. And to your point... I'm, that looks I'm, like Darth Vader from the front. It's pretty cool though, right? Yeah. Um, he's talking about the H-Van, by the way. Yeah. Um, and I looked into Citroen's current range. And actually, their entire range... Apart from the C1, which is a tiny little city car, mm-hmm. is all crossovers or SUVs or MPVs or people carriers. See, a lot of people do that. And if you look at Honda, what have Honda got, really? Yeah, it's, uh, and immediately upon realising that that was the, the current crop of Citroëns, my heart sank. I'll tell you what Citroën were famous for, though, were, or well-known for, is they did have a very, very, very smooth ride. They did. So yeah. much so that, you know, when they used to do the horse racing, mm-hmm. they would use Citroëns to drive along the horses on the other side. Uh, to grass. drive over the horses. <laughs> <laughs> to drive alongside them. Make sure they were completely <laughs> yeah. flat. But the driver felt nothing <laughs> yeah. as he was driving over those horses. To drive alongside them um, and film. film them because yeah, the ride was so smooth. Yeah, I yeah. Think so they may have they may be the first people to have deployed air suspension. I think. Yeah, no, well, well, it wasn't air; it was hydraulic. Hydraulic, yes. Yeah, hydraulic suspension, yeah. So hydraulic uses fluid uh, as opposed to air, which uses what well, air. So yeah, hydraulic suspension, and, and their cars used to kind of lift and raise, and yeah, they had fantastic ride. And you know, Citroen were known for being cutting edge. That was that was their whole thing. They would try something new, try something a little bit different, and they were also known for massive depreciation. Well, I guess back in the day when they didn't have many people to compete against, they were known for that. Yeah. Yeah, so, so mm. innovation, right, is a mm. word that I would definitely associate with Citroen. Um, the Citroen that turned up, so the nice man gave me the keys and he said, here's your Citroen that we're going to give you this week. Um, it was a Citroen C3 Aircross. You know when we get these cars, right? Do you know, I actually, I, I know. Do you want to give the keys I back think, sometimes? Yeah, I think the guy, when he drops them off, he can see the reaction on my face. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, thanks. This yeah. is what I've got for this week now. I know. Thank you yeah. very much. And the amount of I don't know what he gave me once before. He said, Oh, it's a lovely car, really nice car. He tries to, uh, I yeah. was like, if it was that good, take it and give me what you've come in. <laughs> if it's that good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The car that so, you two are gonna drive yeah. drive back in, let's give swap. Me that. Yeah, give yeah. me that instead. Yeah, they're not gonna do that. Of course they're not gonna do that. Um, no, so I got this Citroen C3 Aircross. They call it an SUV. Um, in fact, <laughs> this is how they describe it. They say it strikes the perfect balance between a compact, city-friendly exterior and spacious interior with up to 520 litres of boot space and versatile rear seating configuration. It doesn't have a boot. First of all, first of all, these guys chat more shit than I do. Yeah, yeah. Well, that most was, manufacturers that was do. a very, very long sentence and just to describe their car. This is the tagline for the C3 Aircross. 
I've driven that car and it's not anything it's anything but balanced. They go into boot capacity in the <laughs> in the main description of their car. They are clutching at straws. They have definitely. I think maybe they've listened to Dribble as well, yeah. and they're taking tips. Don't take tips from <laughs> me. That is not how you market any products. That is not the best way to do it. Oh, and by the way, do you know what's the funniest thing about that entire statement? Um, it's not 520 liters of boot space because you scroll down their page mm. and it actually then tells you it's 410 liters of boot space. So why are they using 520? I don't know. So, is, so is that with a seat down? So I think what they've done is they've combined both of our methodologies for presenting and marketing and come up with a sensible one. No, it's completely yeah. wrong. So first of all, they've gone on far too long than they were supposed to and gone into far too much That's detail, us. which is what That's you tell you. me uh, yeah, to d- yeah. that I do all the time. 100%. And then the second thing is they've just, they made, just made another up. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've made up the statistic. They have made up the boot capacity. Um, and, and yeah, you don't even have to scroll far to see that they've made the mistake, which is fantastic. So Citroen, if you are listening a second time round, uh, please. Well done. Er- well done, first of all. Second of all, please fix that error on your website because it's, it's quite frankly, it's embarrassing. Anyway, now that that stupid description is over and done with, it's not an SUV. It's actually a crossover. So we went through this last time, right? It's not right? even a freaking crossover, mate. It's, 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 a, it's not even a crossover. It's just it's a, a little cube, ha- like a box. Yeah, it's a little hatchback that's got plastic bits stuck with, to the like outside. Like we say, top hat space. With top hat space. Now, do you know what I realized driving this car? I was on the motorway um, and I drove past a first generation Ford car. It's not a KA. A first generation. People who call them KAs, they're wrong. It's it, yeah. it's it's car. Yeah. As in car, but they've spelt it weird. Okay. Anyway, the first generation, for anyone who knows that car, it's just a small little city it's car, really right? It's hideous. It's hideous. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not mm. going to go into the fact that it's nice. It's not. It's disgusting. Um, but driving past it, I'm not kidding you when I say that the C3 Aircross felt like a giant. I felt like I was driving past it in a transit van. I, w- I could see the roof of the car. Yeah, but you're comparing it to a car. A car is a city car. No, no, but, but my point is these this C3 Aircross, they call it like this kind of, it, it's a city-friendly exterior. It's not because the Ford car was a city-friendly exterior because it was yeah, small. No, and the Ford car is what you'd call, isn't it what they call super minis? So to be fair, if you'd driven past the Golf, you probably wouldn't have felt that big. No, no, but the C3 is meant to be small. My point is not necessarily in terms of width or length, but in height. height. Yeah, oh, yeah, it yeah. Was, you know, when oh, you, yeah, when it was you can see the tall. roof of any other car, yeah, yeah, yeah. then you know you're in something so, tall. And yeah, normally yeah, you go, yeah. oh, I must be sat in a transit or I must be sat in a minibus or I must be sat on the second uh, second level transit of a double-decker bus. Nicer. I know, I know you nicer. love the way that transits drive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I know you've promised us an episode about yeah, vans. Well. And we will give, don't worry, listeners, we'll give you ample warning for when that happens so you can skip that episode. No, one's going to be Or what we'll that. do is we'll tell you the. It's uh, going to open up a whole new market. We will tell you the interval when he's going to start talking about vans so you can just skip that past that bit. To your own detriment. To your. To, to, well, no. No, no, no. Definitely to your benefit. Anyway, so this thing is, is tall, lies mm. about its boot yeah. space within its own description. Uh, and it's confused as to whether it's an SUV mm. or a crossover or a hatchback. Because um, it, it doesn't succeed in any anything, really, is it? No, it's no. stupid. It's just a mold. You, yeah, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, actually, it, there is one thing I like about it. Which is? Which I pointed out. Which I thought the... the, the instrument the, binnacle? Instrument binnacle. I thought that was quite funky, actually. Talking of funky, right? I, when you drove it as well, because we drove it at separate times. Uh, we didn't yeah. share the driving experience no. on this one. Forget that. No. I can't you. Uh, no, I'd managed to offload it to her afterwards. <laughs> and then I drove home something much better. Yeah, that wasn't... Yeah, so it wasn't a fair trade. No, it it definitely wasn't a fair trade. But uh, I won, is, is, is the summary of that trade. Um, did you not notice when you were driving it 
just how weird the interior is of that car. So I, I give you, yeah, your, but I, yeah. I, I, you know, I see what you mean about the the binnacle. It was just a bit. Just, I think probably quirky, the, the, the font nice. or whatever is just quirky, different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the quirkiness didn't end there though. So the vents, yeah. right? And sorry to put this mental image into your head, listeners. The vents reminded me of a baboon's backside. <laughs> You know when you go to the zoo and you see the monkeys climbing around, oh, look, there's a monkey, and you, you point out really your kids. I really concentrate on the baboon's backside. So but. You, sometimes you just can't <laughs> not notice it. It's like it's there, and then it's like, what is going on? That, he's got hemorrhoids. <laughs> that baboon has got hemorrhoids. He needs to see a doctor. Well, the vents inside the C3 Aircross mm. have got hemorrhoids. They need some pile cream was the first thing I noticed, and then that just ruined everything else. The second thing I noticed, did you notice the handbrake? The Power Rangers leg. The Power Rangers leg. That's a great description. The hell, the size of that thing was ridiculous. It was mental. And do you know what else? When you, Did you use the handbrake? Not to, to do a, a 180. Yeah, it didn't work for a 180. Car. It didn't, didn't work for no. Well, do you know why? Because it's so awkward to lift the leg. It is. You've got to like... You, you've got to, you it's hold, like a pump action. But you hold it at a very awkward angle. Yeah, you hold you it do. kind of with... Normally, you'd uh, you'd hold it so that your, your uh, fist is parallel to like your body yeah but it's actually, not it's the other way yeah, around you have, to, yeah, you have yeah. to hold it so that your, yeah. your fist is actually they've probably done adjacent. that so you can't handbrake it well the thing is you you can you can pull it on easily enough but then if you try to release it you have to it, lift it up oh, to put I, it down it was very difficult it yeah. actually caused my shoulder to hurt a little bit so shitty shitty handbrake shitty. design and the clutch was horrible as well the, and the gear throw talk about some bounce back on the clutch bloody hell so the gear throw was, was particularly bad in this car uh, it's a small car and the gear throw reminded, talking of transit vans, the gear throw reminded me as though it was a gear lever in a transit well, van. When was it, the last time you drove a transit van? I drove one a little while ago. Don't get excited. Uh, he's going to get so excited the, that I listen, drove a transit van. No, no, no. I'm disappointed because the transit van has got a much better gear throw than most road cars. <laughs> than yeah. the C3 Aircross. Is that point Definitely. Um, but this, when you put it into fifth gear, so which is, as you would expect, it's forward and, and, and to the right, centimetres away from where your hand ends up is the engine start-stop button. How many times do you think a driver who would may aggressively change to fifth gear hand may slip off and just move forward in you know an inch or two? Did you get into fifth gear? I didn't. I was on a motorway. I was too trying. And then, and then so was I. Just by accident, maybe poke the engine start stop. Yeah. I don't know what it does when you're traveling at seventy miles an hour on a motorway and you change into fifth and you push that button. I don't know if it turns the engine off or if the car goes. Now nah, we won't do that. That would be, be an interesting uh, review. Try it. Let me see what happens. Yeah, you let me know. No, I'm not trying it. You try it. No, I'm not going to try it. It did. The thought did cross my mind. Like when I changed into fifth, I thought, "Oh, that's that's a." Oh, the next there. time you they you drop a car off to you, I'll try. Should it. we get them to do it? <laughs> <laughs> For giving us this piece of shit SUV or crossover, Here's inevitably that's what's going to going to arrive yeah. next as well. Um, then uh, yeah, we will get them to do do that as payback. Um, so yeah, the, the the throw was too long, and and your hand just ends up being precariously close to uh, to buttons that it shouldn't be, uh, and that was not not great at all. Going back to the rest of the interior. I counted. I said, no, I said I counted. I gave up counting. I did a U. What? I started counting. I started doing some work. And then I thought, this is too long. It's too much effort, isn't it? I was trying to count the number of different materials that were used in inside the car. Mate, you different pay plastic. so much pointless attention. I got to shit. 11 and stopped counting. None of our listeners are going to be interested in this. The, the point is, they just went to a plastic factory and they said, hey, can you give us all of your offcuts? A range of stuff, yeah. All of your offcuts, as long as they're a shade of grey or black, we're cool with that. And then they just threw them inside the what? car and gave them random lumps and bumps and thought, hey, Citroen, innovation, quirky, funky, it's not, it's disgusting. What people really want to know is, did you manage to get the back end out? No. How are we going to get the back end out? I did. Did you? Yeah. How? The handbrake My work. God, no. Just a Swedish flick. 
Sweet, sweet. I mean, it didn't come out very far. Lift off was, oh, I had to stop. Lift off oversteer. Yeah, yeah. Was, I, I was afraid it was going to topple over. Yeah, yeah, no. So you got a lot of lift off oversteer. I got yeah. a lot of uh, press on understeer. Is what I got. Oh, no, did you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The horrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When it changes lanes on roundabouts yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I'm not really going to get into the driving experience, but we say it all the time. Thank if you, if you're genuinely yeah. interested in buying a C3 Aircross, they're about 20k, by the way. Um, Regardless of, of that, if you're if you're genuinely interested in buying a C3 Aircross, don't. If you can spend twenty k, mm. go and buy a Kia Sportage. Buy, like we said but, last oh, week. the Kia. Um, they do an, they do a Sportage, but they do something below that as well. The Kia, the little cube thing. The little Kia <sighs> cube thing. What, what are, are they? You you researched this? Apparently. No, I didn't research that. I'll find it you now. Did. When you were doing the Grand Land last week, you apparently researched. No, no, but I'm saying with 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 the the Citroen you're on about the equivalent Kia. Well, the equivalent would be the XC that I drove, which is more expensive to this because it's also a crossover and it's based on a hatchback. But let's not get into Soul. That. The Kia Soul. The Kia Soul. The Fine. Kia Soul. That would be the equivalent. The point is, if you're going to spend 20 grand on a Citroen oh, yeah. C3 Aircross, don't. But I think Citroen's just become one of those, like, why are you making car brands? One thing I did find very, very interesting and amusing. That's interesting. No, I found it amusing. So, you know, we like to go into trim levels just to see how complicated it might yeah, be for a certain yeah. manufacturer. Here are the different trims for the C3. Listen to them and tell me if you can tell me which one of these is the bottom spec and which one's the top spec. Are you ready? Okay, go on. You have the Feel, the okay. C-Series, the Origins, the Flare, and wait for it. How many are there? The Rip Curl. The what? These are... Is that from the surfboard? <laughs> <laughs> no, not that I could tell. Feel... C-Series, Origins, Flare, and Rip Curl. What? Feels what? sounds like it's for blind people, so it's probably not going to be a lot in there. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so which one's the bottom of the rung? Feel. Feel. Nice. Okay. And which one do you think is the top of the range? What was below Rip Curl? Flare. I want to see say Rip Curl, but I think there's too many. I think Rip Curl is like a kind of offshoot one, and Flare will be the top of the spec one, but... You're close. I mean, it probably helped that I gave them to you in the right order. Rip Curl is the top of the range. yeah. Was, what, what did they define as top of the range? Oh, I don't know. The price just went up by oh, about okay. three hundred pounds right. from the model below it. I honestly, I, I did a U. I gave up on the research. I just couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't bring myself to go into the detail here. But what, what were the marketing department smoking when they thought, I know, here's some trim levels. Let's come up with random words or phrases. I mean, you go from feel to CC. Okay, maybe I get C series because it's the C stands for Citroen. So okay, Whoa. feel. To your point, blind people aren't going to be driving cars. So, exactly. so, so why call it a feel? Origins. Origins what, of what? what? Yeah. What, what have you, do you is done? It, nothing, is despite it, is their VX is, is this a Wolverine movie? <laughs> is it? I don't know. Do you know what? I don't think Flair. Now, he was a great wrestler, mm-hmm. admittedly. Woo! Oh, Rick, yeah, yeah. Rick Flair yeah, yeah. was an incredible wrestler. You used to watch it wrestling? Oh, of course I used to watch wrestling. No, do you still? No, I used to watch oh, it wrestling God, in the good old no. days. Oh, mate, I still watch it. Do you? No, not regularly, but like the WrestleManias and Royal Rumbles, you have Should to. Should I ruin it for to you? To be fair, I watched, no. I, I'll, I'll ruin it for him now. I watch fake. it. No, I know it's fake. That's not the point, though. <laughs> That's not the point of it. I hope fake. you know no, it's, it's fake. It's, it's a grown man. But I watched it while Undertaker was still going. Actually, he uh, went forever. He, I know, and he's done. A, he's done. A, he's done a um, documentary actually, which is he's quite good. Forget about him being a ru- you know the rusting and the is, stuff he, is he actually from Death good. Valley? Yeah, no, of course he's not from Death Valley. I don't oh. know where he's from. Some oh, who cares where they're from and stuff. But look, if you go back to when at that age though, when you were that age, you didn't know if it was real or not, and you see someone go flying off the top of the cage, you'd be like, "Whoa, what yeah. the hell?" 
Absolutely. Until yeah. someone told you it was fake and then shattered your entire childhood for about six months. And then you had to come to terms with it being fake and stuff. And my, then you had to decide if you wanted to carry my, on my, watching it. My, fav- my favourite part of it was Jim Ross's reactions. Oh, Jim Ross. Like, <laughs> that guy would have a heart attack every time. Stop the match. Get yeah. that man out oh of Oh my it. God, he's killed him. He's got he's a family. He's actually killed him. <laughs> <laughs> that, was our, our pre- that was our attempt at terrible uh, Jim Ross American accents. By that the way. guy. But yeah, I, his overreaction to commentate was brilliant. He, he, was, he was the best commentator ever. When you were a kid, you know, when you were a kid, I couldn't think of anything better to watch. Yeah. Or to be entertained. Is Jim by. Ross dead? Ultimate Warrior coming in, Undertaker. It was just awesome. Is Jim Ross dead? Yeah. I don't know. No, I think he's just retired and stuff. Is this an is this also a thing where we think of <laughs> random just random killing off people? Yeah, every time you mention something, no, no, like, Bruce Forsyth was definitely dead. dead. Yeah, so we didn't know. Well, that we didn't episode, know at the time, but, but he died now, three years yeah, before yeah. we recorded the episode. Jim Ross. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll check for next week's episode and and let yeah, people we'll, know we'll, if if he's well, dead. I don't or not. I don't know if it's it's if it's a uh, podcast worthy material, even though we're talking about it right now. But we'll put it on Instagram. We'll let you know if Jim Ross is dead or alive. I hope he's not because he's great. No, he was he was quality. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome, man. But anyway, yeah. So one of the models is Flair, and I don't know what the marketing team at Citroen have been smoking, but they've been smoking something. To be fair, they're French. I mean, French aren't very imaginative or very good. And I hate this. Why do people think the French are so great at everything? They have shit food. Who thinks the French they are great shit, at everything? They shit weather. He said, no, look, well, food particularly, people think French do some amazing food. They do fuck. All they do is baguettes. Be- that's it. <laughs> more than baguettes. Anything you need, just for a, a baguette and then just fill it with whatever. But that's all they do. They don't do nothing interesting. Their food ain't great. French like bread. They're rude fuckers. Or bread as it's known in France. That's it. That's all it is. French bread. So to be fair, they're probably. Or bread as it's known in France. Or bread as known in France, yeah. But to, to, I don't think they had to take it. They just didn't have any imaginations. They just came up with stuff. Well, yeah, they just picked some. Uh, do, you, do you think they just went through a dictionary and opened. I think they just, yeah, they've got a thesaurus, which yeah. you didn't have. And which I didn't have. Yeah, up. Citron stole my thesaurus, thesaurus in that episode you know. you're asking for one. Yeah, yeah Citron stole. Actually, um, if we're, if we're, I'll tell you what's interesting though is if we're saying that Citroen are kind of a nothing manufacturer and we say this a lot about a lot of manufacturers these days actually. what that they're a nothing manufacturer yeah it's like why would you buy them and we often we often we always end up coming back to Kia don't we mm. so I guess if you're thinking about it if, if, if Kia are like your uh, go-to manufacturer that we yeah, use yeah, yeah, and yeah. the reason behind that is look if you want a, a reasonably priced car I can't say cheap but reasonably priced car with some extras that drives okay drives well and stuff and we're saying because you're going for the other manufacturers you're not really worried about driving experience things like that how many manufacturers could we actually bin and use Kia to replace lots of them yeah because I'm thinking Citroen mm-hmm. Peugeot mm-hmm. Vauxhall mm-hmm. if Honda didn't actually have the Type R just as a Engine or range, I'd probably I'd probably bin them as well because they don't really do many interesting cars. Mazda, but you could bin Mazda. Mazda, Mazda don't do bin. anything. What do Toyota do? The Prius, bin uh, them. No, what do they do? Anything exciting? Okay, they Supra. brought out the Supra now, but that's not really a Supra. Well, you that, could just yeah, have the BMW Z4. That, that's yeah? BMW developed car. Yeah. is what that Again, is. Yeah. I mean, they had the GT86, but that's not really enough to keep. I don't them know going. if they're still selling that. I don't know if you can they buy one don't. new anymore. Um, anyone else? Who else? Don't know, but you know what? You know what's interesting. The first three brands you mentioned: Peugeot, Citroen, Vauxhall. Did you know they're all part of the same group, the PSA group? That probably so explains the, it. How, how can they? What? Yeah. So the, I, I, this was news to me as well. I, I thought that there was Vauxhall, a bit of a, Peugeot, and Citroen. Citroen. I thought I, I thought at one point that Renault, Peugeot, and Citroen were all part of an alliance in, in terms of because they're all French manufacturers. Yeah. Um, obviously, Renault did their. Actually, thing Renault with is another company I'd bin. Yeah. Well, that you know, Ren- Renault did their thing with Nissan, and yeah, I would probably bin them too. Mm. Um, although the some of the RS cars are interesting. The Clio RS, Megan RS. So maybe, maybe not. Mm. They're on the outskirts of the bin. They may topple into the bin depending on what they make next. Okay. Um, 
But yeah, Peugeot, Citroën, Vauxhall are all part of the PSA group, uh, as are Opel, which are Vauxhall in the in, in, in Europe. Um, oh, and yeah. then the Citroën sub-luxury brand that you mentioned, DS. DS. Yeah. Now, DS, I want to wait and see what happens at the end of the year. And the reason why is because right now... Say that like you've got some insider info. I haven't got insider info. I've just got normal info. What are you going to wait for? So Citroën, um, Citroën, DS, Mm -hmm. sorry, uh, who are the luxury sub-brand of Citroën, um, like Infinity are to to Nissan. Um, Well, Infinity are wrapping up in the UK anyway. Yeah, it was an American thing anyway. Um, Or or that Lexus are to Toyota. It's the same same thing, right? That's what DS are trying to do. I have a real problem with these... Luxury sub brands. Yeah, just make a luxury version of your car. I don't know. Exactly. It's mainly for the American market, I guess, because you know they're they're too dumb to differentiate between. Not even here. People like, oh, I've got a Lexus. Like, yeah, we are we are heading in the same direction. But anyway, back to DS and the reason why I'm I'm potentially looking forward to the rest of this year. So um, earlier this year in February March, they announced the DS9, which is a big luxury saloon car, and. It kind of reminds me back, uh, reminds me of the original Citroen DS in the sense that its styling is actually uh, very, very futuristic looking. What, with those straight cut rear arches? No, no, you're not thinking of the DS, you're thinking of the BX. Okay, well, I, I don't think of anything when I think of Citroen, but okay, fine. <laughs> right, you've got Google in front of you. Okay. Google the original Citroen DS and then you'll know what I'm on about. Um, for everybody else, you can obviously Google it on your phones or whatever you're listening to, to us on Citroen right now. DS. <clears throat> But they're, they're, they're releasing the DS9. It goes on sale later this year. And the DS9, so while you're at it, Google the DS9 as well. The DS9 is a nice-looking car. It's different to your average 5 Series, E-Class, um, whatever, Volkswagen, the, the RT. The Ghostbuster car. The Ghostbuster car, yeah. How is that cool-looking? It was cool-looking. It was futuristic. They used it in Ghostbusters. Only if it was in Ghostbusters. It wasn't cool-looking anyway. Go back to the time when it went. When, when was it first launched? 70s? Probably. Yeah, so go back to the 70s and think about the cars that were on the road in the 70s. And then oh, Citroen... I wasn't there. Fucking hell, you call yourself a petrol head and you can't but picture what a car from the 70s might look like. Right, picture a car oh, that God, you I drew when you were you six. Mean. Oh, my God, yeah. No, picture a car that you drew when you were six. You drew it with a ruler, right? This thing came out... I never drew anything with a ruler. Okay, fine, you're not the creative type. I think we all, we all know that. Um, but this thing came out when everything else was designed with a, 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 a right angle, a right square, uh, whatever they're called. Those tri-square things. I've just put in DS9 and it comes out with Star Trek Deep Space Nine. <laughs> Good branding there, DS. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the DS9, It's for me, it looks like at least the modern equivalent of the Citroen DS. Um, it's futuristic Ooh. looking. The, yeah, see, there's the reaction I wanted. Ooh. The interior is you know really nice like? to look at as well. It's, it looks like it's a nice place to be. The screens look modern and everything looks like it's slightly futuristic and cool. The front is Audi Mustang-esque. Yeah. And the rear, they just ripped off Peugeot. But they did it better. You've got to admit, it's a nice looking thing in the Actually, pictures. Actually, you know what? We, oh, have you seen the, the uh, estate version? Yeah, it's nice. I know. Damn. Yep. So I'm looking... You won't, f- but it won't be like that. It won't come like that. That's a concept, I, right? Oh, was that concept? Remember, I'm looking forward to seeing what that's like. Remember when we, we used to... Well, we still slag Peugeot off. But remember when I first saw a new Peugeot? I said to you, have you seen the new Peugeot on the road? Which one? Oh, anyone. Was saloon it a saloon one? one? Yeah. yeah. I drove one of those a little while ago. I drove one of those as well? Yeah, yeah. It actually doesn't look too bad, you know? No, I know. It's, it's nice. just a shame it's a Peugeot. It's a, it is just a shame it's a Peugeot. I thought exactly the it's same thing. It's got a bit thing. of Volvo to it as well, actually. I thought exactly the same thing with that Peugeot. Um, and, and we'll talk about that in a future episode, I I'm do sure. like the... Sh- it's not a shooting break, but I do like the... Yeah, but back to this DS9. I think it's a nice looking thing, right? Um, the other cool thing about it is uh, the engine choices. There's one, just one, 
four-cylinder petrol or petrol engine, but the rest of them and, and the main bulk that are going to be sold are all going to be hybrids. So they haven't gone full EV, yeah? I think they've recognized the fact that full EV is still, as we spoke about previously, the infrastructure is not really there to support it. So there's no manufacturer that listen to us. So, so they, yes, DS listen to us as well. Great. We, we are absolutely... Uh, We're flying here, man. Three manufacturers are. already. Three manufacturers listening to us, completely not paying attention to the disclaimer at the start of the show and then just pressing on. Um, yeah, so uh, th- those guys uh, can, can can be added to the list. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's they're not going full EV. They're recognizing, or it feels like they're recognizing that that's a bit of a way off, and so they're going hybrid instead. And again, for me, that is a plus. That is, you know, kind of it suits the DS. It suits the image of slightly futuristic car, slightly out there, a bit different from the norm, a uh, little bit bonkers and out there. And pushing the pushing the brand a little bit and, and the envelope a little bit, but without doing it too much. They could just shut down Citroen and just leave DS. But where are you going to go to buy all of your stupid small crossovers that are? Well, I'd still like to know why issues. you buy them. I'd still like to yeah. know why. Why? There's got to be people out there that own this 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 kind of crap. Look, please, just let us know why. That's all. You know, we're open to change. <laughs> I don't mind changing my views, but you're gonna have to convince me and tell me why you would buy it piece of crap like that well we've driven a few of them right and uh, and unless i mean i said unless they're given away for free we do get them for free yeah. and we can't wait to give them back no yeah uh, and so people are out there actually spending their hard-earned money yeah and that's a good to point. go mind this crap. hard-earned money money is not easy to come by Twenty thousand yeah. pounds is a lot of money now i appreciate that you know you're more than likely buying it on some kind of a finance deal and, still, and but, you're still, it, but you're still paying for it yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely money, whether yeah, it's a yeah. whether it's 200 pound a month or 20 grand Money is money, and, and it's it's a lot of money, and you could spend that on on better things like well, I don't know anything other than a Citroen DS, uh, Citroen C3 Aircross, or whatever it is that we've just been talking about. Um, but my final point on the DS9, uh, you'll be pleased to know that I'm wrapping up this segment shortly, is uh, it's a great car. It looks fantastic. Well, I'm sure I'm sure it will be very nice inside. Uh, I'm also sure it'll be a massive flop. Yeah, nobody's going to buy it. We'll hardly see any on the roads. Um, And then in about two years, you'll be able to pick it up on the used car market for about 20% of what it went for brand new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then go and buy it. Yeah. So I don't know. know, I wouldn't. Well, even even then, if you buy it at that point when it's two years old, you never yes, know. We might get given one at the end of the year. We might get given one at the end of the year. Yeah, probably get a load of other crap. So they might give us this as well. Maybe, maybe. Nice. Yeah. You know what? You know what I don't get though, right? Is all these European manufacturers? They produce. Uh, England. We're quite small, right? England country compared to most other places. But yeah. Everywhere in Europe's left-hand drive. Yeah. As is America. Yeah. These European manufacturers can provide us right-hand cars, right-hand but the Americans right-hand. won't. Yeah. Why not? I'd love a Camaro in right-hand drive. I don't know. That's a good point, actually. I'm not sure. Maybe, well, well, I guess if you think about it. Actually, right? I suppose their overall European sales will probably make up for the fact that they need to make a right But even in, even in Europe, do you think that they sell a bunch of Camaros in Europe? You know, in Europe is left-hand drive, the Camaro is left-hand drive. Do you think they sell a bunch of them? I'm not probably sure that not they do. And, and the, the reason road. why, it's it's fuel and fuel price. Actually, this is something I was I said actually, I, I was going to... Sorry, I want the Dodge Charger in right-hand drive. Any, you're, you're effectively talking like cool American muscle cars, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I, I said this last week and then I said I was going to mention it and, and didn't go back to it. By the way, it's our podcast. We can do what we like. So if I say I'm going to come back to it and I don't, meh, well, it is what it is. Sue us. But I'm coming back to it in this episode. It's because of fuel economy. It's because of, because of the fact that in America, petrol is cheap. And here in Europe, we have this fear of petrol, big petrol engine cars because we are obsessed with MPG. With MPG. Yeah, we are stupidly obsessed. But, but when I say obsessed, I mean, we will blindly believe what a manufacturer is telling us. I have heard from and spoken 
spoken to people who've come to me for car buying advice saying, I want to sell my current car because I want to go and spend an extra 5,000, 6,000, 10,000 pounds, whatever it might be, to buy a new car because it gives me an extra 10 MPG. I've had people come to me, ask for buying advice on a Porsche or an M or something like that, and they've asked me, but what MPG do I get? I'll kick them out the front door. I was like, if you're going to buy a car like that, you don't talk about MPG. No. Yeah. And, and almost, sorry, almost, I think any car that is two litres or more, manufacturers shouldn't provide MPG figures. Well, it, it's... Man, do you know what? By all means, manufacturers provide MPG figures. Consumers, though, don't believe it. No, it's, it's, they they test these cars on specific in cycles a lab. in in a lab. In, in yeah. four walls is where they test it. Yeah, and in very specific cycles that achieve kind of almost optimum output. Right? It's not how you're going to be driving it in the real world. But but no, the, the point I'm making is that people will happily spend a lot more money on replacing their car because they believe that they're oh, going to yeah. buy something more economical. That's going to even just, two more MPG. Just just think about even if that MPG realizes itself, just think about how much money you might save in fuel. I'd be very very shocked if upgrading your car for the sole purpose of fuel economy mm-hmm. ever pays back. Never never pays. It doesn't. It's just it's just this. Like, it's just the figures. People just look at it and think. That's what I'm going to get. And how much? And these days, the petrol engines are so efficient, so efficient, they're not that far off. Diesels. Diesels, if yeah. you drive them properly. I mean, if you're going to test drive the shit out of them every time you go to the corner shop, then obviously it doesn't matter what you drive. I've had 17 MPG out of a diesel. And this is the point. Top Gear did this, right? And I don't want to, you know, uh, this we're not here about. Yeah, they're back as well. They are back, yeah. But we're not here to reference kind of other other TV shows and stuff. It's a great Actually, show. No, I like it. You know but, 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 but hang on, but before I make the point. No. Top Gear did this, right? They, they, they sent a Prius out on their test track and then they put an E92 M3 behind it, a four litre V8 petrol M3 behind it. Mm-hmm. And the task was that the Prius goes around as fast as it could and the M3 uh, follows it and just keeps up. Yeah. And they tested that they, they measured the MPG out of both cars as a result of one lap. And the BMW did better than the Prius, even though it had twice, actually more than twice the size of the engine, had no electrical hybrid assistance, and it's an out-and-out performance car. The point is, and you've just said it there as well, it's not what you drive, it's how you drive it. Because they were driving the Prius, how it wasn't designed to be driven. They were putting their foot down. And yeah. you, you, if you're a Prius owner, if you're a diesel owner, whatever, Get if you put your foot down in every single circumstance, yeah. then yeah, you will, and, and you're doing city driving, you will struggle to better 20 miles to the gallon, no, no. right? At the same time, you can go and buy yourself a 6.2 litre naturally aspirated V8 AMG car, yeah? And if you drive that sensibly without putting your foot down everywhere, you will get 20 mpg as well. Yeah, vastly yeah. different cars it's yeah. how you drive yeah. them oh and by the way that doesn't mean that if you're not putting your foot down in the AMG you're not able to keep up with normal traffic because you are I've done this test myself I, I I know what I'm talking about here it's got enough performance that you barely need to tickle the throttle to oh, keep up it? to keep up with traffic and stuff you're like right. that so, so this is my point here right is that it's how you drive. Next time you're thinking about upgrading your car yeah. for the sake of fuel economy, change just your pay, driving change your driving style for a month. Drive it like see you stole what, it. See what difference it makes. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was the point I wanted to make in the last episode, and I never came back to, but I came back into this in, in this episode. So uh, yeah, I forgot what we were talking about. When we started talking about MPG. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, DS9. That that's me wrapped up on the DS9 okay. and, and the whole Citroen thing. Good. Thank you, my listeners. Welcome back to the listeners that actually just want to listen to something that makes sense rather than you talk about that rubbish. So why, why, what oh, have you, you got I, that's going to make I'll sense? I'll tell you what I want to talk about. My, so I was in, I was, I was walking around town the other day, and there was a dude walking around with a Mercedes T-shirt. 
Mercedes T-shirt. A Mercedes <clears throat> T-shirt. Okay. And it got me thinking about manufacturers that produce clothing, clothing <laughs> accessories. And I'm like, okay, you know, it's their job. First of all, why would you do that? But I guess they do that because people Cause, buy cause, it. Because the bloke on the high street buys it. But why would you, if you've, I can't think of any accessory other than an accessory in your vehicle, like, for example, a tow bar or a roof rack that you Or maybe need a keychain. I'll go as far as a keychain. No, no I won't keys. even go as far as a keychain. Why? I know, no, I know. Yeah, why, why? But, but at least that's something that's an accessory that makes sense and connects to your product. How does a t-shirt connect to your car? Well, uh, apparently, well, they 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 they're connecting to the manufacturer, right? But I'm saying, wh- why do you why do you need to buy any type of clothing from a manufacturer when you buy a car? And more importantly, when are you gonna when are you gonna wear that piece of clothing? When is it acceptable to wear a piece of clothing with a manufacturer's logo on it? It's not yeah, like it's I- almost like those sad people that walk around in their football t-shirts. The only time it is ever acceptable to wear a football t-shirt is if you're playing football. Or going to watch a match. As in the club shirt, yeah? As in the club <laughs> shirt. It's not acceptable to sit at home, watch your, your football team on TV and put on the T-shirt. It's not acceptable to go to town in your football <laughs> no, why, T-shirt. Why is that yeah? not what, Why would okay. you do that though? But why? I don't understand. Because everything else think, is in the wash. I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand why you go into a I mean, Mercedes I'm, or BMW and think, I'm going to buy this Mercedes coffee cup. What? Why? What difference does it make what you're make you're drinking your coffee out of? Why do you need to have this Mercedes coffee cup, which is twenty pounds more expensive than the one you can get from Poundland? And that's the other thing. And it's the expensive as well. as well. Why do the why the hell do you need to buy? You've got an M car. Why the hell do you need to buy an M M M, M key ring to remind you that you've got an M car? So when you go out, you don't forget which one it is. Now, the point I was making was that at least it links to something. You know, cars come with car keys, and they that, and therefore you need to put a key ring, or you might want to put a key ring on your car keys. Most people before they go to buy a car will have. A key ring or a set of keys. You don't need to say, would you like a matching key ring? Yeah, because when I drive, I'm going to dangle my key ring out there. Or when I go to sit down in the office, where I'm going to, I'm going to put my key ring on display. <laughs> that is probably why most people buy That's M key rings. That's why some people do do it. There was a guy <laughs> I used to work with in a place before. He bought, the idiot bought a Porsche Coxster and he would come into his desk and I kid you not, he would put his key ring up against like, you know the thing you have at the back of a desk, like a divider up against it on the back. Well, so that the Porsche emblem so was the showing. So the Porsche emblem was saying so that people could see. And every time he went from his desk, I'd always go and knock the key off <laughs> and put it face down. And oh, you're a lovely would, colleague, yeah, aren't you? Oh, mate, it would rile him up. But I just don't understand. What, like, When are you going to wear? What are you going to wear? The only thing I think is acceptable is a baseball cap. Yeah, because baseball caps, you tend to buy baseball caps. Yeah, but why? But, but again, why? Why would you want to buy a car manufacturer baseball cap? I'm, by the way, I'm with well, you on this because I find it stupid. What I yeah. even find even more stupid is how much they charge. So you but know, you said twenty pound for the coffee cup. Was, yeah, I bet it's more than that. You can buy. You that. can buy like um, you know, there's, there's like a, a wind cheated type jacket, right? So it's not going to keep you warm. It's just going to keep the wind off or it's yeah, going to keep yeah, the rain yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they're like, I'm sure they're going to be upwards of like 60, 70 or 80 pounds, if not more, just because it's got a, a Mercedes emblem on there or a McLaren emblem on there or whatever it might be. And it's crazy bonkers. But even I'm trying to think of what social environment event it's acceptable, even if you're going to a car meet. Yeah, you, that's listen, the worst place to do it. The actually. attraction, <laughs> you, the car is, is, is the, the centerpiece. Yes. Yeah. Anything else than that, anything, you don't need to do anything else you're taking away from the fact of the car and that. But like some of the stuff they have on there, like it's just clothing. The clothing is what gets to me the most. But they do all sorts of like, now car manufacturers started doing aftershaves and, and scents. It's like, what kind of sad anorak low life loner aftershaves? buys aftershave from, <laughs> uh, buys a manu- Porsche or Ferrari or Mercedes aftershave? 
What are you wearing? I'm wearing uh, the Hyundai. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> I'm wearing Porsche or, or whatever. <laughs> but there are people out there. You'll see that. And mostly... Oh, it's the I com- really want Sangyong to come out with a perfume. <laughs> that would be incredible. What are you Can wearing? Can you imagine the size Sang-yong. of Sangyong's keyring looking at so many cars? But you'll see these sad bastards and then most of them are in convertibles and they'll have the cap on and they'll have the shirt on. And to your point, they'll probably have the keyring as well. Speaking of convertibles, you just reminded me. So I saw somebody uh, recently, and bear in mind, we're in October now. So autumn, it's cold, cold mornings, not exactly warm days, kind of drizzly. And he was driving his, uh, I think it was a Caterham. Yeah, he was driving his Caterham. And it was, I was on the way back from the gym in the morning. He was probably on his way to work or something. Um, And... Next time you see somebody in this situation, just look at their face. I can guarantee you they <laughs> are... not dribbling down. And they are fucking miserable. <laughs> he looked miserable. Every second he spent in that car, he was just like, I wish I had a car with a roof and maybe with a heater yeah. that worked so I didn't have to drive this fucking thing to the office. And when it's raining, I love driving past them when it's raining on the motorway. <laughs> And just trying to splash them or whatever because oh, I mean, it's wonderful. I, 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 I admired this guy a little bit for the fact that he was daily driving his Caterham. But at the same time, yes, I didn't need yeah. to be the one that sat there judging him. He was judging himself. himself. And the look on his face yeah. was priceless. Um, so maybe that's why they buy car manufacturer <laughs> clothing in their convertibles to keep themselves warm uh, and to keep themselves dry because their car is not capable of doing it. It's just, it's, I, I just don't see. No, you're here to make cars. Make cars, but it's the people who buy them. It's just like why? Why? And, and it's just, I saw this guy wandering around in his Mercedes T-shirt. And I just thought you. And, it, and don't you think it's a really weird thing that it's part of the car industry? So if it was, let's say, it was part yeah. of the food industry, you're a fan of tuna fish. John West launches a <laughs> line of T-shirts. <laughs> are, are, are you going to wear a John West T-shirt? You know. Like, don't get me wrong. I like these retro ones that will have like you know old seventies, eighties muscle cars and stuff like that. Oh on no, there. no, yeah, or, like t shirt t shirts that have like car pictures on them, or that have got really like funny or uh, play on words kind of um, logos on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cars That's and stuff that, like that. Yeah. They're they're pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. So I watch uh, the Car Wow YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And those guys and uh, Joe Achilles, another good YouTuber, they've got a, a line of T-shirts that I think they're working together on. And there's yeah. one that says, I pity the fuel. And it's got a picture of Mr. T. Now, I love that <laughs> shit. I think that stuff's brilliant. Yeah. That's not what we're talking about here. We are talking about the umbrella that's got oh, a BMW God, logo yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, that's the, the umbrella, kind of thing yeah, that yeah, we're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. here. But the same kind of person that buys a keyring is going to buy the umbrella. Yeah, of course. How, how else is he going to have a matching set if he doesn't do that? And the coffee yeah. mug, so that when he goes to the office, he yep. can put down his BMW coffee mug, which, to your point, costs about eight times more than yeah, a coffee mug and headphones and stuff else. Like, I'm like, do you really... Well, they don't know nothing about this kind of stuff, but they're making it. All they buy is a coffee... They probably go and buy a coffee mug from the Poundland, put their logo on it, and charge 30 quid for it. The worst offender... Th- worst offender of this type of thing that I've seen right is uh, I, I went into a BMW uh, showroom I actually went to their service department and it was kind of connected to their normal showroom and they had all these weird crappy accessories out on display and that what they had was they had little children's ride on cars now I'm, I, oh, I think I think children's right. ride-on cars are cool when they try to replicate the big car, right? So you can get the Audi R8 ones and you get some that are like Range Rovers. And I actually think that's quite cool oh. and quite cute. This BMW one was not a replica of anything. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, the very most basic Fisher-Price ones, <laughs> yeah, the, push, yeah. the push-alongs, yeah? And it just had some BMW stickers, stickers on, on it. there. And they were selling this thing it. for, I don't know, I, I think it was something like 60 quid or something, more than that. Yeah. But this is the kind of thing where you could, I mean, I couldn't say you could go to Toys R Us. You can't anymore because it's dead. dead. Rest in peace, Jeffrey. Yeah. We miss you. Um, Who's Jeffrey? Jeffrey, the big giraffe thing. 
The mascot. Oh, fucking hell, I didn't know that's what he was called, all right. Yeah, how do you not know Jeffrey? Mate, your childhood was awful it, it, if you don't know it, Jeffrey. It, it, yeah. He's definitely dead. We don't need to Google that one. Jeffrey died. It took okay. a piece of me when he went as well. Um, so, but you could have gone into a toy shop, the entertainer, whatever they call Smith's Toys now. You can pick one of these things up for 20 quid and it's going to be the same thing. You know what they're trying to do? They're trying to, they're, what they're trying to sell you is a lifestyle. You're not selling a lifestyle. You're selling a freaking car. And they try to do it with their marketing. There's no lifestyle to owning a car. Yeah, you just own that car and you drive it. There's yeah. no lifestyle. What are you can do change your house and your, where you live and where you eat and what time you eat because you've bought a BMW or a, or a Kia or something like that. It's just stupid. Well, it depends. Depends what you bought, really. I mean, if if you bought if you bought an Alfa Romeo of old, you may have to change where you live because you're spending all your money on maintenance. Well, yeah, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to open up a garage, basically. You're <laughs> yeah, gonna live in the garage. You have to live in the garage, yeah. But actually, that was just the 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 one thing. What pisses me off the most, and this I've noticed I've noticed this this week, is um, and don't interrupt me. Nothing <laughs> annoys me and pisses me off more than personal number plates. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Personal number plates, all that. You know, like people say, you've got a small, there's a cock extension in a car you buy. That's what you're trying to do with a personal plate, right? And here's my here's my thing. Yeah, a personal plate. First of all, let's talk about the AMGs, the M3 gangs, right? You've bought an M3, an AMG, right? The car is it. That is the centerpiece, yeah? Sticking an M3 plate, prefixed M3 plate on it, does absolutely nothing to the car. You don't get any extra horse BHP. No more girls are going to come flocking to your car. Horse BHP. Okay. Huh? Horse BHP. Horsepower, whatever. You're not going to get any more of that. It does nothing. If anything, it detracts from the from the from the car because you just look at it and think, what a knob. Yeah. It's like someone buys a Veyron or a Bentley and puts a Bentley plate on it. People, when they go past, they look at the car. The car is the attraction. The car is the showpiece. Putting a prefix personal plate on it does nothing but devalue it. It I I do not understand why people do that. Okay. Second point. Okay. Now why I, I don't this mind, is about to get personal. What I don't mind is a genuine private plate. So you see all the time, yeah, Lambos and all these cars people have like too fast, awesome for you to envy. Everyone will know. I think about the ones in the uh, in London when you go towards oh, Chelsea to, to be and not to be. And not to be. Now, they those, are cool they, plates. They are cool plates. Yeah, have no problem with that. Yeah, but. The creme de la creme, the chaviest of chaviest, the I, I, saddest I, I, of I saddest, the biggest hermit, low life people that have nothing to do, right, is the personal plate where they put their friggin' nickname or their name on the car. A Mary, a Joe, a Tony, or you're in Why? It's like walking in somewhere saying, hi, it's me. Hi, Mo's here. Hi, Anna's here. What does that do? So what if I see a car that goes by and it says Anna on there? Anna who? Sorry, are you famous? Do I need to know who you are? Why have you got your name on the plate? Do I need to clear the parking <laughs> oh, space? Amazing. So with that in mind, I would love to know why people put a personal plate on their car. And there is no better person to explain that than Mo, because he's got frigging two of them. <laughs> so this is why you told me not to say anything until exactly. you finished. <laughs> so first of all, um, I feel personally attacked. Second of all, anybody out there in Listenerville who's going... I actually quite like personalised number plates with names on them, and I think they're quite cool. I'm with you. What, I will stand shoulder to shoulder. Why? Can you why I was there? I want to know why. So, so for me, right, 
it was about the fact that I was 18 years old and I wanted to look cool, which is why I bought my Frick, number plate. Okay. Genuine, that genuine story, right? I actually did want to buy my number plate because I thought it was cool. I was 18 at the time when I got it. It does say Mo on it. Um, it's got other stuff on it as well, but it says Mo. And I managed to get it right from the DVLA. And so it was a steal. It was one of those unregistered plates that I got. And actually, it was, it was a bargain. So I thought, yeah, yeah I'm going to spend my hard-earned uh, student loan money. <laughs> what else okay. am I going to do? Uh, and I'm going to spend it on books or anything yeah. like that. I'm going to spend my student loan money on putting my private plate on my Vauxhall Corsa. So that's your story, yeah? No, no, the story hasn't finished. You should know by now. But that's how I acquired the plate. But actually, do you know what? I've got no issue with it. You gave me a five-minute warning, so hurry up. I did give you a five-minute warning. We're trying not to keep the podcast, so um, we're not trying not to go on too long. because uh, You killed it with your reviews. Yeah. Um, But anyway, I think this is is fine. This is worth going over for. People want to hear this. I want to hear this. Well, you need backup, don't you? That's what you ask. Look, so, so the whole point of car culture and one of the good, great things about car culture is being able to personalize your car. Right? Yep, agree. Yeah, that that's yep. that that for me is something that I really enjoy about car culture and what can bring people together. It can also separate people when you put a fake badge on your uh, on your non M three M three or a personal um, plate. Professional <laughs> play, but for me, being able to personalize your car in the way that you want and make it unique, make it your own, so there's no right. shadow of a doubt that it doesn't belong to anybody else, okay. is something that I really like about car okay, culture. So, uh, so me no, no, putting I'm a personalized you. Play. No, 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 I'm no, interrupting you. Yes, I am. I, I am. No, 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 I'm interrupting you now. Yeah, <laughs> personalize it all you want. Put tints on there. Change the alloys. Put a spoiler on there. Change the color. Wrap it. Put twenty friggin' subwoofers in the back if you want. And to your point, to make it your own, the friggin' Logbook says your name on it, so it belongs to you. Okay, by putting Mo on there, how many Mo's are, are you saying you're the only Mo in the UK? No. So how does putting Mo on there? Oh, that's Mo. That's oh, eight, oh, hang on. Now which Mo is that? Mo from is that Mo the hairdresser. I'm the most is that famous the Mo down Mo the road. The is that the Mo? Where's which Mo is that from? That does not make it your own car. To the for the reason you're doing it to make it your own to the mass public whatsoever. I actually want to get my daughter a personalized number plate as well. Sake. I've been searching for and a while. To if your I get point, one with her initials, I'll get it straight away. To your point, initials are initials okay, right? Initials oh, only because so her name is too long for me to make <laughs> out a number plate. <laughs> initials are fine, but to your point, you were young, dumb, stupid, thought you wanted to be cool, never worked, still hasn't to this day. You were 18. <laughs> Between 18 and now, I have had, you not... I had worked before I was 18. Have you not smartened up or matured a little bit or realised the error of your ways? Why do you still have it on your car? No, that number plate is going to follow me to the grave. Every single car I own, that number plate will be on. Stick it in the wall. Stick it in your garage. Put it in your bedroom. No, but take it off the car. No, it's not coming off the car. You still. Have, but you, do you know you, what? Do you know why I want to keep it on the car even yeah. more now? Why? Because it pisses you off. <laughs> <laughs> and it that just does me nothing is for the it. best part it of owning a personalized number plate. There's no point plate. to it. It does nothing for it. It does. If, if anything, it devalues the car. It's okay. I can remove it when I sell the car. The value will instantly go back up. <laughs> See the kind of this is this is the kind this is why I'm looking for a co-host. This is why I need a new co-host. So the the, the job vacancy is still live. I'm still taking applications. And uh, if anybody wants to share with us uh, any of their personalized number plates, please don't just share them, and I will absolutely no. Like the shit please out of them. don't don't. If you've got a genuine private plate, please do share that.
Are you done now? Yeah, that's I, it. I've got done... that off my chest. I've been wanting to get this off my chest since we started this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed you held it until the very end. Till the very, very end. And that is where we are now. So, uh, listenerville, thank you once again for listening. Thank you for sticking with us. I hope you enjoyed that show. I hope you don't They'll feel as personally end. attacked as I did during that show. It was probably a lot smoother of a ride for you Look, than it was You weren't me. personally attacked. The I only was. reason you feel personally attacked is you're sad enough to have a personal plate. I was attacking the personal plate. Yeah. I wasn't attacking you. But as you have one, I just asked for your opinion as to why you would get one. <laughs> and I gave you my opinion. It, it wasn't really a very one. well-formed argument. No, I'll give wasn't. you that. It, it was wasn't. quite poorly formed, but you didn't yeah. give me any time to prepare. It was a pretty, it was a pretty sad argument. Yeah. You've had eighteen years to prepare. You said you got, you got eighteen years old. <laughs> You've got eighteen years to come. You've had eighteen years to come up with a valid excuse. I'm not thirty-six. I'm slightly younger than. 36. Oh, sorry. Since you were eighteen to have a valid excuse. Almost eighteen years, in case you were wondering. So, yeah. Yeah, but there, there ended the show. Um, thank, thank you, you for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. We do hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, if you smiled, if you laughed at us or with us, if you uh, bonded with any of the stories that we told, if you're intrigued by what the DS9 might be like or what the original Citroen DS looked like. Go and have a look. Um, Give go us and have thoughts. a look. But before you do that, whatever platform you're listening on right now, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcast and you haven't done it already, Give us a five-star review. Uh, uh, give us a five-star rating, sorry, and give us a review. Say whatever you like in, in the review. It really doesn't make uh, much of a difference. If you want to say something nice, that's great. If you want to be mean uh, and say something not very nice because you're a bit of a prick, you can do that as well. That as We're well. just going to ignore you. Yes. Um, interact with us on our socials. We are on Instagram, as we said earlier, at Drivel Podcast. We are on Facebook at Drivel. Um, uh, and we've never given this out before, but we've actually got a uh, an email address as well for anybody who's oh, old-fashioned. It is, uh, I need to remember this one. It is, uh, drivel at gmail.com, isn't it? No, it's not as slick as that. It's drivelpodcast2020 oh, at gmail.com. Hey, drivel at gmail.com was taken. Drivelpodcast was at gmail.com was taken. Drivel2020 was taken. So Jesus. we had to go with drivelpodcast2020. There's a lot of people chatting shit out there, isn't there? At gmail.com. There is a lot of people chatting shit out there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so but with thank that, you. Please, please do share it amongst your friends and Yeah, you know, let, let people know. That's the, that's the best thing that you can do. If you, if you enjoyed the show and you know somebody who you think might, uh, might enjoy the show as well, share it. Uh, and I know we're in weird times right now. People aren't commuting and spending enough time, as much time in the car or traveling to work like they used to. So the opportunity to listen to podcasts has probably declined a little bit. Uh, so for those of you who are now making a special effort to listen to us, we, we greatly appreciate yeah, we that. Do. Thank we you do. very much. Um, and with that, we're going we're gonna to sign off. So, so we will be back next week we, like we are every week without fail. Without this fail. is not going away. Whether you're there or not, we will be here. Exactly, whether you're there or not, we will be here. Uh, we are thinking about new uh, ideas for content to, uh, to to kind of switch this up and keep it entertaining for you. And uh, oh, I just so we do we do often get a few requests to review certain cars and stuff. But I think what you know we've asked people have asked us to like look at Porsches and BMWs and stuff. And I think what's important we're trying to keep this relevant to the majority of people or Joe the Public. Reg- the so regular, the regular petrol, petrol head. So, yeah. you know, if you've got something, you know, from the manufacturers that we slate or whatever, we're more than happy to review on those ones. But this isn't about things that are unattainable or that we ourselves couldn't necessarily drive afford by. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, if you want us to look at a new Ford Focus, happy to do that. Yeah. You know, uh, a, a little mini or anything like that. Anything like that, we're more than happy to look at. So but, please do send us your suggestions. Yeah, but but equally, right, if you do have something uh, crazy or ridiculous or unattainable that you've worked really, really hard for and you've, you've got your dream car, your lifelong ambition, you've achieved it, and for some deranged reason you want to give either Mo or O the keys to, to test drive the shit out of it, by all means. We will happily do that. But yeah. do not expect a review like any other. 
we're probably going to oh, wonder how many cup holders it's got exactly, to start with. Yeah. We, then we, we'll we measure look the, at the important things. Yeah, then we'll measure the boot space in litres. Exactly. Yeah, that's what we'll do. Um, but yeah, we've driveled on enough now. We've kept you here long enough. So until next week, take care. Drive safe. And we will. Uh, you will hear from us again soon. I did it again. Bye-bye. Just turn it off now. Bye.